Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Harlow White Healing Stream, the official podcast of Pastor Harlow White and the Harlow White Ministries Outreach Church. We're so happy to have you follow and support this podcast. This podcast is to unveil the archive of the kingdom message that God the Father poured to Pastor Harlow White in the 1980s. We release a new message every Monday morning, and this archive of messages relates to you and our world today. We pray that this podcast is a blessing in your life. This week's message is How to Have Spiritual Vision, part one of a two-part message originally delivered in February of 1982. And now, let's have a brief message from Pastor Harlow White. Welcome to the Harlow White Healing Stream broadcast. I'm Pastor Harlow White. God ordained my life to be a prophet to people of every nation. God has given me a message that will bring salvation, joy, healing, and prosperity to your life. Powers of evil spirits and curses can be broken from your life as I minister this message today. This message is going to every nation on the earth from 72 satellites. Let faith rise up in your heart as I give you this message. Be healed. Be delivered. Be set free. As you feel God doing a miracle in you today, I want to hear from you. Visit my website, HarlowWhiteHealingStream.com. That's H-A-R-L-O-W-H-I-T-E, HarlowWhiteHealingStream.com. Give me your testimony of what God has done for you through the message I have delivered to you today. I want you to pray about making a donation on my donation page, or you can write to me. That's Pastor Harlow, H-A-R-L-O, White, W-H-I-T-E. Pastor Harlow White, Post Office Box 4695. Post Office Box 4695, write that down. Chicago, Illinois, 60680. Get ready to receive what God has for you today. And now go with me into today's message. I'm ministering today on how to see visions. At one part of this meeting, I was ministering about Receiving spiritual vision, we never did really get to go into the depth of it by any means. And today I'm going to minister on how to actually see visions. The Lord wants us to be able to see visions. Some people are afraid of seeing anything that no one else sees. Because anytime you see something that the majority can't see, you're considered kind of kooky. I'm not afraid of that. I'm not afraid of persecution. I'd rather have spiritual eyes and spiritual vision and be persecuted by people who are spiritually blind than to be blind with them and have their recognition in the flesh realm. I want to walk with the Lord. I want to see what he has to show me. Job chapter 33, and we'll start reading. Uh, let's skip back to verse 14. 
This gives us the setting. For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not, or understandeth it not. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men, in slumberings upon the bed, then he, God, he's speaking of, openeth the ears of men, and sealeth their instruction. Hallelujah. What does that mean? The Lord is able to communicate with you even when you're sleeping. Furthermore, he says here that he seals your instructions by dreams and by visions. That means that God is able through a dream and a vision to even seal the devil out of his plan that he's showing you. Now some people believe that all dreams are demonically inspired. God has already said in his word that when he pours out his spirit upon all flesh, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Young men will see visions. Old men shall dream dreams. Somebody said, well, if it's in that category, I definitely want to see visions. Hallelujah. Because if I'm seeing visions, that means I'm young. But you see, when the Lord is speaking, he doesn't always mean that you have to be old physically. Neither did he lock it into that bracket because when you're dealing with God you're pivoting in all of the realms you may be young in your body even though you're 80 and you may be old in your experience even though you're 20 hallelujah so you could have both Dreams and visions. Hallelujah. And the Lord says here that in a dream and a vision of the night, he opens the ears of men and seals their instructions. Now, the connotation here is that God literally unfolds spiritual instruction to people in dreams and in visions. The problem is getting to the place where we can understand those dreams and interpret them. Once again, let me tell you the biggest problem in interpreting dreams and visions is because we are so flesh-minded that we interpret even the dream and the vision on the flesh level that we see it. Not knowing that God speaks and uses the physical realm, to express the spiritual. That's why people are confused about the book of Revelation. They do not know that John was not seeing a physical vision. He was seeing a spiritual vision. And God used physical things to express the spiritual. 
So once again, let me remind you that when the Lord is showing people trees, it's not the trees out there on the bank of the river or in your yard. He's showing you people. He may be showing you your own life. My father once had a dream and he saw this well. And at this time, my father's been in the ministry for now for over 50 years. And at that particular time, he had endeavored to settle down and make things comfortable for the family and get all the things that we wanted to make us comfortable. One night he had a dream and he saw this well and it was just full of wheels and gears and cans and everything that you can think of that he was working toward to make the family comfortable. It was in the well, and he said there was just a little bitty stream of water about the size of your little finger coming up through all of that garbage. And the Lord spoke to him, and he said, you're the well, and the flow is plugged up by your ambition to make things comfortable. The Lord was trying to show him to get the well cleaned out where the water could begin to flow. Hallelujah. Now most people only want dreams and visions to show them how to make money or how to prosper financially or which horse to bet on at the races or which number to play in the lottery. Or where to go to find a pot of gold buried. Now if that's the kind of dreams and visions you want, you don't want this message. Somebody said, well, I want to prosper. Sure you do. But you want to prosper without being spiritual. The word of God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all of these other things shall be added unto you. Now we're going to deal with the several different definitions of visions. One of the definitions, uh, the one that we are especially studying about here from the book of Job, is taken from the Hebrew word. Vision, the word vision in the Hebrew, uh, coming from the Hebrew word mara, and it means an appearance, whether real or a shape or a mental vision. Now understand, the Lord does not always give you visions by setting up a big screen and turning on a projector and you're sitting back looking at it. Many visions come in your mind that God gives to you. It's not like you're standing back looking at it. The vision is actually going on in you, on the inside of you. 
This is why the Lord is wanting us to come to the place that we receive his mind. That he may be able to illuminate our minds to where we're able to see in the spiritual realm. And we see it in the spirit and in the mind of the spirit that has taken us over. This is how I'm able to see the light of the glory of God many times in people's bodies. Now, there are several different ways the Lord shows you things. One, it does not have to be real before you. You see the vision in the mind of the Spirit. That means that in this realm of this kind of vision, you may be totally cognizant, wide awake, and looking at something or someone and not be lost in the Spirit and totally aware of everything that's going on around you. But yet you can see this in the mind of the Spirit. This is why the Lord is able to give people visions in church. Now someone said, I would classify that as imagination. Well, that's what all people do that are not spiritual. People who are not spiritual always classify things that are not tangible as imagination. But just because you see things that are not tangible does not mean it's imagination on your part. It may be the mind of God taking you over and you're seeing what he's seeing. You're seeing it in the spirit. Some people will never be able to totally and freely see angels. Someone said, well, I, I, I don't want to be caught imagining. Let me explain something to you. When you're walking in the Spirit, you do not have to get in it. When you're living in the Spirit, you don't have to get in it. You're there. Continually. Any moment, any second, you have total view into the spirit realm. Now that does not mean that every minute you're going to be seeing something. Now I've met some people like that. One lady walked up to me one night and said, Brother White, do you remember seeing me today? I said, no. She said, you did. I said, okay. Where did I see you? She said, you and I were flying around. And we came and perched on the top of a building looking down. And said, you perched right by me. I said, okay. Bless you, honey. I'll see you later. 
Now, the reason I'm telling you that is because some people go weird when you start talking about spiritual things and seeing spiritual things. And they get to where you can't even really carry on a conversation with them without them being weird, seeing things. Some people have to see the dress the Lord wants them to buy before they get one. The color of it. Now I'm not telling you the Lord can't do that. He might have a particular purpose. He may be preparing you for someone who needs to identify you that the Lord has already spoken to, that you will have on a certain dress. Now, he's done that to me many times. The Lord has told me and showed me people that would be in the service before I ever get to the service and show me what they have on. Now, the Lord can do that. But unless there is divine purpose behind it for a particular reason, don't expect the Lord to take you through the department store like this. Oh, oh, okay. You're a human being. The Lord has given you desires. You like red, it's okay. You like black, it's okay. What I'm trying to show you is the Lord wants you to be spiritual without being kooky. Hallelujah. How many see what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Now, I believe that I see just about as much as anyone. But I also believe that I'm normal. And I can carry on conversations. I see things a lot of times when I'm talking to people that I don't even talk about. I see things in them. Amen. I see things in the Spirit. I don't talk about it. may not be time to talk about it yet. But the Lord is able to give you a mental vision. Now remember that. That's what the definition of vision is in the Bible. You see it in your mind. Now, I want to explain to you that Jesus saw the devil in his mind in the wilderness. Somebody said, why? Jesus saw the devil in his mind? Sure he did. Somebody said, well, he was perfect. Mm -hmm. As far as commission of sin, he was perfect. But not as far as imposition. The Father imposed everything that I would ever experience upon him. Jesus took it from me. He went through a mental battle with the devil in the wilderness. Satan came to him. Now, if you really believe that that was a physical Satan that walked up there, like a man, it's all right if you want to believe that. But has he ever walked up to you like that? You ever have the devil walk up to you and say, Hey, I'm the devil. 
I'm here to tempt you. Now, I'm not telling you that, that evil spirits cannot be seen. People do see spirits. And I'm not telling you that the, that the devil could not become what appears to be to you a tangible figure. I'm not telling you he could not do that. Because there have been many, many accounts of people who have seemingly, physically encountered the devil. There have been many documented accounts of that. A few years ago there was a, an incident of a young girl who was bitten by devils and literally pulled hair out. But when the hair was taken in to the laboratory and examined under microscopes, it was not broken, neither did it have roots. Someone said, how would that happen? It's a lying wonder of the devil. Anytime anything like that happens, it's a lying wonder of Satan. Now listen carefully. Someone said, can the devil do that? The magicians turned their rods into serpents. Did they? When Moses came in and threw down his rod, the magicians came in and threw theirs down. They turned to serpents. Now there were the, some of the things that those magicians couldn't do. And they said, this is the finger of God. Hallelujah. How many believe God will always Outsmart the devil. <laughs> Woo, glory, glory. There have been many people who have seen demons and have sketched pictures and drawings of spirits they saw. Many of those people who have seen evil spirits have sketched pictures of evil spirits that were deformed and all kinds of grotesque figures. Many have seen evil spirits on Canes. Crippled. When they saw them in the spirit, they were deformed, hunchbacked, grotesque spirits. Someone said, that's imagination. No, it's not. Spirits are real. They're very real. They're just as real right there as you are right here. And that's how close they are. Right there. Somebody said, Woo! I'm scared. Well, wait, I'm not finished yet. The angels are right there, too. Hallelujah. See, there's a world going on around you. You're not even aware of it unless you become very spiritual. I many times have seen evil spirits in rooms where I have been staying. I've had to run them out of the rooms. Somebody said, you are weird. Okay. I have been awakened many nights with evil spirits in the room that were floating right across the room 
I could see them. Someone said, why? Because I cast them out. They hate me. Anytime you're making warfare against the devil, he's going to make warfare against you. You remember that? I've had him try to just scare me completely out of places. How many believe we have authority over the devil? But you know the good part is, I've seen angels too. Not just devils. Some people just see devils. Then we have people who hear voices. Now psychiatrists will tell you that you're out of balance. If you hear voices. But many people hear voices because they are just as real in the spirit realm as your voice is here in the natural. And Daniel heard them talking. He heard saints talking. You don't just have to hear evil voices. You can hear some good conversations too. Praise God for that. You can hear voices. Many people hear voices. And let me tell you something else. When people start getting old and they get close to death, many times for the first time in their life, they will begin to see figures. Somebody said they're senile. No, they're not. I'll tell you exactly what's happening. They're being pushed out of the framework of their own mind into another realm. And when they get close to it, their eyes come open. And they start seeing things they've never seen before. Hallelujah. Somebody said they're just going crazy. No, they're not. They're moving from this phase of the flesh realm to the spirit realm. Many people who are moving out of a physical body into the spirit realm have seen angels come into the room and said, here they are, they're after me. They've come to get me. Take me into the spirit realm. Now why can't we see this before we get ready to die? Amen. Why do we have to wait till we get ready to die? And other people have said the room is full of demons. The room is full of evil spirits. Why do we have to wait till we get ready to die to see that? You know why? Because your mind becomes very spiritual when you're getting close to death. Your mind gets very, very spiritual. But that can happen to you before you start to die physically. Or lay down this body. You don't have to wait. Till you're being pushed out of this body. To move into that spiritual realm. The Lord wants you to be aware of it now. And if you were aware of it. You might could keep the devil. From pushing you out of your physical body. With a sickness. Some people die before their time. Don't you ever think that God plans. For everybody to die when they die. 
Somebody said, there's a time and you won't go till then. Don't you tell me that. Don't tell me that 280 people can all be on the same plane at the same time and every one of them be their time to die. Think it over. 280 people go down on the same plane. And so the Lord just had to get them. Oh, go over and get your plane ticket. It's time for you to die. Get on that plane. It's going down. Some people never think about these things. So I said, well, how does that happen? Because people are rebelling against God. And God concludes every one of them in iniquity. It doesn't make any difference. If they're rebelling against God, it doesn't have to be their time. They can live longer by yielding to God. Why die before your time? That's what the Bible says. Are you still there? Some people die before God wants them to. They die in rebellion. They die rebelling against God. And people get close to the spirit realm, they begin to see spiritual things. Now the next definition of visions is taken from the Hebrew word kazon, which means a sight or kaza, that means to gaze upon. Now, to gaze upon something is that what you're seeing is appearing before you not in your mind or not in the mental vision part of you. You're looking at it. You're looking upon it. It's in front of you. There are several ways the Lord gives people visions. One, you can gaze at it in front of you. The other is in your mind, in the mental vision part of you. Now we're going to go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1. Some of you have had dreams, some of you have had visions, and the Lord has tried to give many of us visions, and we don't know how to interpret the visions. This message today is not on how to interpret, it's how to see visions. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to read in verse 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1. It is not expedient or it is not an advantage for me doubtless to glory. Now look at the next part. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I will come to the place where I can see the Lord in visions and revelations. I will come to the place where I can see the Lord in my mind. Now then you're seeing why Jesus said, Yet a little while in the world seeth me no more. But you see me. David said, You are always before my face. 
the Lord is always there. You're always seeing. Now the reason some of you can't see him is because you're looking for a man with long chestnut colored hair and a beard and a white robe. That's why you'd never see him. You don't see him in the spiritual realm at all. And you try to get people to see something in the spirit. And if they're not tuned in to the spirit realm, they just can't see it. One preacher said, there's Jesus over there standing in the aisle. Turned around to another preacher on the platform and said, Brother Baker, do you see Jesus standing over there in the aisle? And Brother Baker jumped up and said, which aisle? Brother Baker didn't see him. He didn't have the vision. He didn't have the sight to see him. Hallelujah. I will come to visions and revelations. Now let's define the word revelation. The word revelation means disclosure, appearings, coming, lighten, manifestation, which is an unveiling, or to be revealed. I will come to the place where the Lord is disclosed, unveiled, appears, comes, and lightens my mind where I can see him. This is the revelation that I've been trying to bring to every one of you in this meeting of Jesus Christ where you can see him. Hallelujah. I will come to visions and revelations. So how do you see him? You may see him as a light and know that it's him. Oh, hallelujah. I've had a lot of people ask me what the angel looked like when I saw him. I can't tell you what his face looks like. Many times when you see a spiritual being, if it is in the form of a being or what you recognize as a being, you may not even be able to see the face. You may only see a face of light. Radiating nothing but light. Hallelujah. Now we're not to the part of where people fall into trances yet to receive visions. We'll, we'll get to that in just a minute. But the vision that God wants you to see, first of all, is a spiritual vision in your mind where you can begin to see the things of God, then revelation, truth. See, when you get this spiritual vision that we're talking about, when you pick up the Bible and begin to read, you're not looking for words. You're looking for a spiritual vision in there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You're not just looking for sentence structure, and composition. <laughs> if this fits and that fits, no. You're looking for spiritual truth. What is God seeing when he wrote the word or he inspired it to man? What was he actually seeing? Now, when John received the revelation, the last book of the Bible, John actually got into God's mind 
And in that vision he received, he saw what the mind of God sees when God goes through the church. That's why John was able to see everything that he described in the book of Revelation in relation to the city, the heavenly Jerusalem, which is the bride of Christ. John was not standing back looking at a city off out in space. He was looking at the bride. And what he was doing was taking an inside tour of the bride. He wasn't walking up and down the aisles of a church house or a building. He was on the inside of people. Hallelujah. Somebody said, this is far out. How many believe that's where the Lord looks? He looks on the inside of you. He searches out your mind. When the Lord goes through your mind, he sees the pictures you're seeing. Hallelujah. He doesn't have to watch your flesh sin. He knows what your flesh is doing by what you see in your mind. Ooh, glory. He tries the reins of the inner man. Hallelujah. What are the reins of the inner man? The reins that guide your life. Just like guiding a horse, just like reining a horse. God tries the reins. Amen. That's right. Praise the Lord. He sees what you respond to. Now the only way he can do that is to see in your mind. He knows the thoughts and the intents of your heart. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. That's why that everything that is classified as an evil thought is not an evil thought. Evil thoughts are only evil because of the intent of them. Come on, help me. The Lord tries the intent. What it is intended for. Hallelujah. You could think a thought that if you told someone what you were thinking, they would call it evil. But the reason they call it evil is because they don't know why you're thinking it. Hallelujah. Someone said, why would I be thinking something that someone would call evil and it not be evil? Because you're analyzing it spiritually. You're looking at it and examining it the way God does. Hallelujah. Come on and help me. Is this good? This may help some of you to get the victory in your mind. Most people, the moment they think something that is not holy, the devil says, you're a sinner. 
You're corrupt. You're evil. Look at what you're thinking. Man. But you don't know yet that you're not evil just because you're thinking something that someone else would classify as evil. You're thinking it because God is letting you see it the way he sees it. And for you to really know what is evil, you've got to see things the way God sees it. Come on and help me. Some of you think a lot of things you're not going to do. Amen. You have to. Why, you'd be an imbecile if you didn't. You have to think those things. And why? Because the Lord has to teach you what the mystery of iniquity is. Iniquity works in a mystery. Unless you get on the inside of it and unravel it and see it the way God sees it, you'll never be able to have victory over it. Now what John was seeing was the Lord, he was now in the mind of God, literally, in the spirit realm. In the mind of God, and God was taking John right through the church on the inside of people. Hallelujah. That's why he saw the river of life proceeding out of the throne of God. Hallelujah. He saw both the wicked. He saw the wicked. He saw the church. He saw the battle. You see, this is what many people do not know yet. And you better hang on now. Many people do not know yet that the battle of Armageddon is a spiritual battle. Hallelujah. Someone said, but the kings of the earth. Ah, oh, yes. The kings of the earth were gathered together to make war. Kings of the earth? You, you're the one that tells that earth what to do. You rule that earth unless Christ has taken it over. Try to get the premier of Russia to come down to fight against Jesus, would you? Say, you nut, get out of here. I don't even believe in Jesus. Try to get some of the kings of the earth together, together to make war against somebody riding out of a cloud. Hallelujah. Do you see that? I'm going to prove to you it's a spiritual battle. If you think it's physical, then you're going to have to see Jesus come riding out with a big sword sticking out of his mouth. The Bible said, out of his mouth goeth a sharp two-edged sword. Somebody said, but that was the word. That's what I'm telling you. Now, if you want to interpret it literally, 
this man is weird riding this horse. This man on this white horse, he's a weird creature. He's got a big sword sticking out of his mouth. His robe is dipped in blood. And he's got tattoos on him. Yeah, he does. Down on his thigh. He's got a tattoo here. The tattoo says, King of kings, Lord of lords. Written in his thigh. glory. Somebody said, what's wrong with her? The Lord's working on her. Hallelujah. He's operating on us. Don't you understand? He gets to operating on you, you'll say, oh, too. <laughs> glory. He's got a name written in his thigh. It says, King of kings and Lord of lords. Somebody said, but that's spiritual. So is the horse. If you want to make the name spiritual, let's make the horse spiritual. If you want to make the sword coming out of his mouth spiritual, let's make the horse spiritual. How can you make the sword spiritual and not the horse? Somebody said, well, he was on a horse. So are we. Bible says demons have horses, bodies. Why does God use that terminology? Because of the strength of a horse. There's not a man alive that can whip a horse. Are you still here? If a horse does not want a man to handle him, the only way you can handle a horse is to make him believe you've got authority over him. Now, if he ever finds out that you don't, you don't have it. Come on and help me. If that horse ever finds out that you don't believe that you can control him, you won't be able to. Hallelujah. A horse can kill a man. I'm pastor and prophet of God, Harlow White, here today. I pray you were blessed with today's message. And now let's pray and believe God for a miracle. Heavenly Father, I bring every person that has listened to the message that you gave to me today. I pray for them. And I send the power of your word out to each one of these people. And you said that you sent your word and healed and delivered from all destruction. Heavenly Father, I send out the power of your anointing. Let the bondages of Satan be broken. Let the powers of evil spirits be broken asunder. Let every heart soul, mind, spirit, and physical body be delivered from the powers of the enemy. Right now, bring victory into the life of every person, and I command the miracles to be done right now through the healing virtue 
of the healing stream of the divine virtue and the anointing of God. Let every person be blessed in their mind. Let every person be blessed mentally. Let every person be blessed spiritually. Let every person be blessed domestically. Let every person be blessed physically. Let every person be blessed financially. I speak the word of victory to them today, and I command a miracle to be done in their life. Praise God. Go ahead and praise God for your victory, because I feel a great anointing flowing right now. I want you to visit my website, Harlow White, that's H-A-R-L-O, Harlow White, W-H-I-T-E, HealingStream.com. Tell me if you were blessed by God's message today. Tell me what God did for you. And while you're there, visit my donation page and pray about giving a special offering to help me stay on this broadcast. I want to say thank you to everyone that will help me financially to stay on this radio broadcast. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. I want you to tell your family and friends to listen. A new message will be on this broadcast every week. And don't forget, you can tune in to this broadcast anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And God bless you. And take your miracle and take your blessing today. I'll be looking forward to you tuning in next time. I send God's love to you today.